This time on OSA Today, the podcast. It's tournament time. The first weekend of basketball championships is underway at three locations around the state. You know what we got coming up next week? Three more. And wrestling championships in the books. Plenty of drama at Veterans Memorial Coliseum. This is OSA Today, the podcast. Well, thanks for stopping by in between games, as many of you are. This is OSA Today, the podcast. I am Bob Akamian. Welcome to the iHeartRadio app at ripcityradio.com slash OSA Today. Well, we're going to make it a quick one this week because, frankly, everyone's at events. The first three basketball tournaments of the winter are underway in Baker City, Class 1A, in Pendleton, Class 2A, and that's, of course, between the Pendleton Convention Center and Pendleton High School. And down in the Bay Area, the 3A state tournament being contested at North Bend High School and, of course, the classic floor at Marshfield High School. Last week, Bill Burig uh, did a great job giving us uh, a little of the flavor of what it's like at the Pendleton Tournament for the 2A schools. Today, we're going to talk about the 3A Tournament with Matt Jarvis, veteran broadcaster of high school coverage all around the state of Oregon. Matt, of course, is our prime host on the OSA radio network of all the games from the Bay Area, the Class 3A Boys and Girls Tournament being played at North Bend High School and also at Marshfield High School. The Bay Area has this great history, of course, of hosting state championships much further back to a large school. And, you know, I can remember the year, the first year of the 3A moved back there, and, and the, the two towns, North Bend and Coos Bay, both just embraced it. I mean, they, people, you might forget the coast is where people love their basketball. Oh, boy. And uh, you go back even further, Bob, that before the 3As, uh, the very first uh, girls' uh, middle school championships were held here at Marshfield High School. I think uh, Newport won the uh, first one. Uh, but my first interest was even way back when I was just a kid in junior high listening to my uh, home team, Newport. Uh, they played Dayton uh, in the uh, the old A2 uh, basketball tournament, and that was about 68 or 69, somewhere around there. And they that was down here at Marshfield as well. So, it goes way back in history. That's a great venue, too. You won't find another basketball venue like Marshfield High School's as far as, you know, back in the 1950s, every seat is wooden, every seat is good. There's a balcony all the way around. And then you have North Bend with all the modern things going on there. So, yeah, there's a lot of flavor. And I'll tell you one little nice thing. Every motel room in this Bay Area is booked. There's no rooms available. We have a lot of people coming to watch some great basketball. Well, and I know I can remember that from the first time the tournament moved back. Was It's like, wait a minute, we need a place to stay. Uh, tell me a little more about the uh, – tell people more about the the gym at Marshfield because if you haven't been there, it it is very much like – and this is getting way back in the way back machine, but it's like Matt Court in its original – Form because Matt Court was not built with all the balconies. Those were added on, in fact, in a couple of uh, generations. It wasn't even all done at once. But that is uh, exactly uh, what the gym at Coos Bay looks like. Oh, yes. You remember Matt Court used to be called the Igloo before they added all those balconies out there. But I, when I first got going with the OSA was back in the 70s at Matt Court. 
and I tell you, I just love to walk through those doors and smell the place, see the place, feel the place. Well, Marshfield High School has that same feeling to it. There is one other high school that had the same plans, Ashland. Ashland, though, had a stage put on their, uh, I do believe, east side of their uh, gymnasium. Since then, it's been renovated several times, but both those uh, gymnasiums were by the same architect, and I tell you, it was a lot of fun going into Ashland's gym and seeing Marshfield's gym down there. But, yeah, this place is just smells good, feels good, tastes good, and every seat has got a view. There's no posts in front of you. you know, unlike, uh, remember over at Panel Falls at the Pell Court, Pelican Court, you got a couple posts every now and again. you got to work around. Not here. Not at all. You've, of course, been uh, our, one of our key OSA radio network broadcasters for many years. And uh, to be back at this tournament, uh, you, you know, you've, you've worked at every different level. What is it about uh, 3A basketball that's special to you? Well, I like the middle-sized schools. Uh, having been raised in Newport, middle-sized school the entire time, and so I got really into the leagues and really enjoyed it. And I, I, I liked it when the A2 tournament uh, was at MacArthur Court and had a chance to start doing some PA work there. I mean, you didn't, we didn't have the social media we have today. Uh, you didn't know what these teams looked like. There used to be a, a half-hour practice before the tournament started there. That was the first time for a lot of us we had a chance to see some of these teams, like Mark Wickham up there with Larry Elliott over at the Seaside, you know. Or maybe you've got the, the North Valley teams down there with Harold Gap and Robert Haugen, the big center they had, led them to a state championship. You didn't see them until they were on the floor. And so it was really a special tournament in that regard. And it's one of those things, there'd be the legend that you'd only read some newspaper clippings of, and it's like, you know, the, the young man is taller and taller than they would say. And, you know, they turn into, I mean, I'm sure Mel Counts was looked upon that way in his uh, small town roots where, you know, by the time somebody saw him at the state tournament, he was seven foot five and super long arms. Yeah. Well, Mel, you know, was, what, he, I think he rounded out at 6'11". He was pretty close anyway to that. <laughs> but, and boy, did we have fun watching his grandkids up there at Jervis and Blanchett Catholic and the like, you know. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's from Coos Bay. He's a Marshfield kid. Matter of fact, uh, there's a road over here across the bay named in his honor. Uh, Mel Counts uh, Corridor, I think they call it. Uh, and he's been down here to our Hall of Fame. Of course, he's a member of the Hall of Fame. Uh, a great guy and, yeah, just one of the many who came through here. You know, we had other ones, of course, like Danny Ainge out of North Eugene. How about Chris Miller out of Sheldon? I remember when he came down his senior year to play Marshfield, and I called the game, and he reportedly had a bad shoulder. Well, that bad shoulder was worth 25 points that night. Of course, he goes on University before he gets All-American football quarterback in the NFL and stuff. But, yeah, there's a lot of names that come through here. So many boys and girls. It's incredible. And one of the great little secret parts of that gym is the uh, in the, is the athletic office uh, down underneath because there's quite a bit of history and you've got a lot of Steve Prefontaine memorabilia. You'll see even a young uh, John Johnson as an athlete running track. Oh, gosh, yes. And they've taken the north room, which used to be the wrestling room, then a storage room and everything else, and they turned it into Heritage Hall. And it has all of those legends of uh, Marshfield High School's past athletic accomplishments, they're all in there. And, yes, Prefontaine's teams definitely. Pete Sussex, the football coach, is in there. John Johnson, the football coach, and his family's all over. You know, Marty Johnson, Sheldon, Cotty Now Sam Johnson, coach over Florence. I mean, there's a lot of neat 
stuff inside that heritage hall, and it's all part of that gymnasium. And, and part of the feel in the Marshfield gym is, because it's on four sides, it can get loud in crunch time. Uh, take me back to a, a, a great moment you remember calling, either you know from this tournament or even any other game, but uh, when it comes down to that and just how uh, definite it can be in there. Oh, yes. And, and you don't notice that at first until you do get to, like, a championship game like we have here for the three A's. And all of a sudden you say, you know, you can't talk to the person next to you. And every <laughs> seat is full for the girls and the boys. And, yes, it gets extremely loud. But it's exciting, too. And you can smell the popcorn. You can see the action. You know, the teams are right there on the floor. And the band's going and the student sections are going. Oh, boy, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Let's talk about this year's tournament. We have a De La Salle team from uh, Portland that is coming back looking for a three-peat. Very tough thing to do, but they have really had some great continuity in a, in a very small school, but uh, really draws some great talent. James brought out the third son's fantastic job coaching them, and he's always got great kids. They're fast. They can jump. They play good ball, good defense. Uh, they're going to be very tough for anybody in this tournament, but I think we do have some other teams here that are potential contenders. I mean, you mentioned Dayton and Amity before, too. Those are nice Cascade Christians inside there. There's a bunch of teams. Uh, it's interesting, too, on the Taylor South North uh, Catholic, you know, going for the three feet. I remember uh, many years ago when I used to do the same, uh, we do a coach's seafood dinner down here. And uh, treat them to some seafood. I mean, some have never had any seafood before, you know. And so we, uh, I'll get a chance to MC that. And when I introduce James tonight here, I think I'm going to talk about this being the De La Salle North Catholic Invitational. So they're going for three. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I picked that up from uh, Paige Delaney, the uh, old coach out there at Burns Highlanders way back uh, when he came over to uh, Eugene uh, for the A2 tournament there, and uh, he walked up to the microphone to talk about it. He said, well, first of all, I want to welcome you all to Eugene and the Marist Invitational. So <laughs> I'm going to steal that line from him tonight uh, when I'm introducing uh, James. There you go. <laughs> and then in the girls' tournament, we have a Class I team returning, also as a champion, and, of course, uh, uh, coach's daughter continues to play a big role, and uh, that is an absolutely fearless team. Yeah, and the girls' tournament is uh, exciting, I think. Uh, look at the field for this thing, because uh, Clacton doesn't have just a straight-through, uh, you know, getting the trophy right now type of thing. They've lost a couple of these teams, and so who is playing the best ball now uh, will show who upsets who. And uh, I tell you, I think it's, uh, yeah, Clapton is a favorite, but I think there's some other teams right in there. Look what Dale and Burns been doing over there in Eastern Oregon. Uh, that's something to continue with. Willem Mina, even out of the uh, Clapton I League, they've really put on a good show this year, and they got a, a win against Clapton I. So uh, I think it's wide open. Well, and we talk about Clapton I. Shelby Blodgett is the coach's daughter, who is the junior, and then they also have Olivia Sprague. So it's a young and experienced team. And, of course, their big rivalry has become with Sutherland, who's won a few championships in recent years. They met once during uh, the regular season in a neutral game, and uh, Klatsk and I uh, came back to win that game, but it was only a four-point game. And, again, Sutherland has its share of tournament DNA. Josh Brody, the basketball coach there for the girls in Southern, has done a fantastic job. She won four state championships in a row that one time. He I mean, we had the mock girls playing for him. Now he's back again. 
and uh, they have done well. They've got some splits, too, with some of these teams. Uh, Brian's an old Myrtle white boy, and uh, he's had many success. Uh, I, when I introduce him, I'm going to look and say, hey, this is Scott Stink. Remember the Dayton girls coach? Mm-hmm. Scott's also from Myrtle Point, also got some girls' titles. So I'm going to kind of confuse the two tonight and see how uh, Josh handles that. There you go. Oh, <laughs> well, we talk about what a we talk about what a welcoming place the Bay Area is to everybody. So here's where you get to to get visitors to act like a local. Couple of places to go and see when you're away from the gym, and uh, maybe the best hidden place to eat in the Bay. Well, you know, if you like the beach and you like parks, short Ether State Parks, pretty doggone nice. I like the fishing community in Charleston, too. It's all part of the Bay Area. You want to see the commercial crabbers at work and the fishermen? Boy, just drive on out there, get across the drawbridge, and, yeah, there's big restaurants out there, great uh, tourist shops out there. It's all mixed together down here. You know, it's it's a logging community, but it's also a big commercial fishing community. And the uh, nice thing is uh, you can rub elbows with all of them down here, especially breakfast time. And again, big thanks to Matt Jarvis for sharing some of his time. You'll get to hear his excellent commentary along with Dave Walker on the OSA Radio Network. And of course, both the OSA Radio Network and the NFHS Network have continuing coverage from all three tournament sites. Just click over to those links and watch and listen to your heart's content. We have extensive coverage of all the state tournaments at osaa.org. As always, just go to the right side of the front page and you'll see the OSA Today column. There's one important link, information and resources on coronavirus, COVID-19, a memo from our executive director, Peter Weber, uh, the OSA, noting that they're taking guidance from the Oregon Health Authority and the Sports Medicine Advisory Committee and continuing to monitor the rapidly changing situation. But there are some tips for planning of uh, athletic and activity events and some links for your benefit if you want to take a look at that as you travel to our state tournaments. Also in our list of stories on OSA today is recaps of the state wrestling tournament this past weekend at Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Great action on the mats, including Newburgh winning their first 6A title since 2009. And the great story of LaGrand High School continues. Uh, a dominant finish in 4A football, and a lot of those same kids were part of that wrestling team that won the 4A championship. You can read about that. And also more on Thurston Girls Wrestling, the girls' state champion. Thurston, of course, plenty of tradition of that sport. Very active starting a girls' wrestling club over the past 20 years. And that is all paying off with a state championship. I told you it'd be short and sweet this week. Next week, we get ready for the 4A, 5A, and 6A basketball tournaments. Enjoy your tournament weekend. This is OSA Today, the podcast. <laughs>